Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. So it says this, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one good body and one spirit, (laughs) just as you've been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is over all, in all, and living in all. Okay, so in my Bible, um, these verses fall into a little uh, section of Paul's letter with a heading that says, um, unity in the body. Do you have something similar in your Bibles? Yeah? Unity and maturity in the body, yeah. Uh, later on in chapter four, it, uh, Paul goes on to describe the, uh, the gifts of Christ the church, and they are to build up and strengthen the body so that we might reach maturity in the faith. Um, So unity in the body. And I want us to look at unity today. Um, I think you might have heard that name. Hello, Ted. Um, I want to look at unity and look at how we can find unity, but also demonstrate unity when we take part in this meal, bread and wine, the Lord's uh, covenant meal. So question, and I would like to hear some, uh, some responses. How would you define the word unity? Into the mic, Tilly. Together. Together. Okay. Who else? Adam. All working towards one purpose. That's very nice. Any other? Anybody else got any thoughts? Unity. As one. Harmony. I like that, Grace. Ah. Yeah. So um, uh, I googled definition of unity, and this is what it says. Um, So unity is defined as the state of being united or joined, keyword joined, as a whole. Okay, Uh, It means the state of forming a complete and harmonious whole. Okay, And interestingly, in the mathematics world, my wife probably knows this, um, but unity actually means the number one, which is really interesting. So Paul's going through and saying one body, one Lord, one faith, whatever. So unity in mathematics terms is number one. But um, so unity is this, it's a joining and it's a forming of something to make it complete and to make it whole. Okay, there's a harmony. And uh, the Bible has lots to say about unity and about oneness. Um in Paul's letter to the Ephesians, he encourages the church to make every effort to be united. So for, for Paul, unity is this really important thing. He says to the church, make every effort to be united. And uh, he encourages them to bind themselves together. There's that joining, bind themselves together. Uh, and again, in this context, he talks about the oneness that the church has come into. Okay, So he says there's one body. Uh, we might know that we are Jesus's body. That's, that's what it describes as church. We're his body. Uh, there's one spirit. There's only one Holy Spirit. Uh, there's one glorious hope, which he's called us to. There's one Lord, Jesus. There's one faith, which we have. There's one baptism that we need. <laughs> uh, there's one God and Father, okay? So all of these uh, one things 
Uh, they're all things that people in the church in Ephesus had in common. Okay? Um, or in other words, they were all things that united the church. Okay? Um, the, the church at the time was probably full, much like us today, of people from different backgrounds, maybe different races, uh, males, females, different work situations, maybe some were rich, some were poor, blah, blah, blah. Lots of differences. Um, and they, they could have looked at it and say, look at all these things that are different about us. Look at what separates us. But Paul's encouraged them to look at the things that unite you. You're together, you're joined, you're whole because of all of these things. Um, so Paul's encouraging the church to, to think about the things that unite them. Uh, it's not um, just mentioned in his letter to the Ephesians where this, this thing of unity comes up. Um, I need another reader who wants to read for me 1 Corinthians 10, verses 16 and 17. Who's up for reading? Not Carl, not Grace. I've had those guys. Uh, so 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 16 and 17. Just two verses. It's an easy read. Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. Don't read my granny's Bible. I'm reading through Lucinda's granny's Bible. Verses 16 and 17. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we being many are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of that one bread. Wonderful. So uh, two things here. There's, did you notice the word communion? Have you ever looked at communion and thought, oh, communion? No. <laughs> I mean, I've probably seen it before, but when I was praying, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes total sense. So this meal, communion, is another word for bread and wine or covenant meal. It's got the word union in it. <laughs> it's a meal that is designed to bring us together. Um, communion, uh, when you look at how that kind of word translates back, it is, means fellowship. It means mutual participation. It means a sharing. Uh, the word com means together or with. Uh, union comes from unus, which literally means oneness and union. So it uses this word communion, but he also talks about this one bread. Um, and so in the context of the Lord's table, he says, there's, there's another thing you've got in common. There's one bread, which you're also going to take part in. Um, yeah, though we are many, we all eat from one loaf, sh showing we are one body. So he's using lots of one words. He's talking about unity. And uh, these are, unity is what I want us to look at today, to look at in this meal. Look at the way that breaking bread and wine, something which we've done many, many times probably, brings us together. Um, now the Bible has lots of other verses of all about unity. I've got six that I want us to look at. So I need six people, okay? Um, are you up for reading? Yeah, come on. Um, feel free to come out. Might be a bit easier. You can always read off of my um, screen if you like. So we've got one here. I need five more volunteers. Any age. Hope will say all sorts if she speaks, so we won't go for hope. <laughs> but yeah, great. Thank you. Come on, James. 
Comedy, yep. One, two, three, four. Jules, five. One more. Naya, up you come. Great. So, um, can you read these? You see that there? So we're going to go one after the other. So this is the first one. So what I want you to do is read the reference in blue and then read the words. Is that okay? Yeah? So this this one, yeah? I should have put the reference at the top. But okay. So tell us what the reference and then read it to us. Okay. Two Corinthians thirteen to eleven. Finally, brothers and sisters, re rejoice! Strive for full restoration, and encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Excellent. Thank you. So great job. Um, so just to say that, um, encourage one another. Be of one mind. Uh, so we've got this one. Good. Yeah. Acts 4 verse 32. All the believers were on one heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. Amazing. Good job. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> yes. They're of one heart and mind. Um, nobody claimed anything was their own, but they shared everything. Okay. There's a great unity and a togetherness. Uh, Jules, this one, please. Galatians 3:28 There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Jesus Christ. Amazing. This 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 comes from the book of Galatians, another of Paul's letters to one of the churches. It might have been very similar in its makeup to um, the church in Ephesus. He's saying there's no Jew or Gentile. We know that Paul talks about this in the book of Ephesians, how we're now all one together. Slave or free, male or female, you're all one in Christ. Uh, Woody, this next one, please. This is from Matthew 18, 19 to 20. Again, Truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. Great. So this is Jesus talking now, but he's saying um, when two of you agree, an agreement, a joining of uh, of agreement, <laughs> and when you agree about something on earth and ask for it in my name, um, he will do it, Okay. Uh, next one from James. Uh, Colossians three thirteen to 14. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Mm. Very good. They're good verses, aren't they? All of these, yeah, yeah. Put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And finally, this is a nice one, uh, Naya. Thank you. Psalm 133, verse 1. How good and pleasant is it, it is when God's people live together in unity. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, everybody who read. Clap, clap, clap. Yeah. How good, how good and pleasant... It is when God's people live together in unity. So there's lots to read about unity. Um, but what I want to say this morning, why is this so important? Why is it so important? Why does Paul say to make every effort to be united? Why does he say that? 
Um, our unity as Jesus' body, our unity with one another, it's a demonstration of what Jesus did for all mankind on the cross. His body was broken. The curtain was torn so that his body, us, could be brought together in perfect unity. That's what Jesus did. His, his death on the cross represents him and his church being joined together again. Thank you. <laughs> it worked, I think. Thank you, guys. You can t- take the bread with you if you like. Um, but that, that's what happened. When, when Jesus gave up his life, we take this meal to remember what he's done. When he gave up his life, he fixed and restored the unity that God designed for us in the first place. When Adam and Eve were in the garden, they were in unity with God. When sin came... A separation came and they couldn't be with him anymore because of what sin did. Jesus took that on himself. His body was broken so that we could now be joined back together with him and with one another. I believe that's one of the reasons why Paul makes this uh, phrase again, make every effort to be united. Why? Because it's a picture of what Jesus did. When, pe- when others see unity amongst us, they're seeing a picture of what Jesus did for the world. He brought a unity with himself. He destroyed that separation. Um, when I became a Christian, I made a covenant. I, I promised Jesus that I would follow him, but I've also made a covenant with Phil and with Adam and Anna and Julian and Kate, I've made a covenant with you guys because we're one body. Jesus makes a covenant. He promises to save us and redeem us. His, he's a, he's a, a covenantal love that we can receive. And so um, when we take part in this meal, it's like we're representing this promise that Jesus has for us that says no more separation, but you're being brought together and joined and made whole. Uh, so we're going to break bread. I just want to say, what, what does, let's get really practical. What does unity look like for us? Um, unity isn't just um, saying, oh, they like Elf, I like Elf. It's not just saying, like, we like the same movie. Um, but uh, back in, in uh, Ephesians 4, the, the verses that we read, it, he starts by saying this. He says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. We all have faults. <laughs> um, I think sometimes in the, in the church, it's full of all kinds of people, the churches, which is why it's beautiful. But it's people that um, in normal everyday life, we might not normally get together, you know, uh, if if you took church away from him, if you took Jesus away, we might not all be hanging out, but we're in the church and, and we're one body. Um, so Paul's encouragement is, is um, make allowance for each other's faults. Be humble and patient. Um, not impatient, <laughs> not grumbling. Um, because of your love, love one another. Um to, for us to be in unity together, it means that we put right 
things that we do wrong by each other. So if I know that I've offended somebody, probably by accident, because we all have faults, um, they, they tell me, or I go to them, you know, I'm really sorry about that. Let's put it right. We ask for forgiveness. Uh, we set aside disagreements. We set aside bitterness and sourness. Now, my clever title for, de- for today, I don't know if we've got the slide, uh, is, is um, Don't Be Sourdough. <laughs> I thought Phil would like that one. Uh, don't be sourdough. As, as in, don't be sour, though, but, but be joined together. Be united. Don't be sour. Don't be bitter. Like We all do things which we don't mean sometimes, but Jesus uh, and Paul <laughs> encouraging us to be united. Be joined together. Put those things aside. Don't be sour. Be one bread, one body. Uh, we can make every effort to be in unity with one another. Um, we might all like different takeaways. <laughs> we might all like different Christmas movies. But we all like food. We all like movies. We might be from different places, different personalities, whatever. But we're all one in Christ Jesus. And that's what this meal represents today. We can take it together as one body, as a symbol, as a representation, as a picture of what Jesus did for us when he died on the cross. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.